Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Updog, another great guest, legend on and off the ice. A guy that I had some run-ins on and off the ice with. Uh, who, who did you get for the boys this week? I have a guy here uh, coming at us from London, Ontario. The absolute beauty. I was part of a trade with uh, the Phoenix Coyotes when we brought like a fucking... I think we brought 10 or maybe 10 or 11 guys. We'll ask Presty. I can't remember. But trade deadline, Gretzky's our coach. We bring in like 10 guys at the deadline. It was like training camp. We all go in with different bags. We're, we're trying to fight for who's going to wear what gloves and whatever. <laughs> there was there was not enough gear in this dressing room when we all got there. But uh, one of my favorite teammates for only a, a short period of time, but a buddy I always used to see when we go on the road and hang out, uh, Mr. Brandon Prust himself. Welcome to Missing Curfew, Presty. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. Glad to be here. You guys are doing a great job. So I've been waiting for the waiting for the call. I mean, I thought I'd be number one or two on your list, but I mean, I'm down there. That's fine. No, hey, <laughs> hey, no listen, we should have had you up the depth depth chart a little bit more. But after the shen- after the shenanigans the last couple of weeks, I'm like, I text up you. I'm like. We got to get fucking Prusty. I'm like, text him. Oh, this yeah. guy is the exact guy we need right now. So we appreciate it. We've got some um, clips of you on the mission curfew. You've been involved in some of the open and nice face-off tilts and uh, lots of fights throughout your career. Can you tell us, like, how did that go down? Like, is that being discussed in the locker room? Or is like that just they know that scenario just going into that game? Yeah, I, I think that for that scenario... I just I don't know what they what the coaching staff would have done. Like, oh, who do we put up beside Tom Wilson? <laughs> you know, like it's, you're, that's the same situation with. Uh, I mean, it's not the same situation, but you know, good on those guys for doing it. Even now, you know, I know fight, fighting's up, and people are like, "Hey, the fighting's you know kind of back up," which I love to see. Even though it's it's the equivalent of back when we played like the second liners fighting, like they're, they are messy fights. Like they are, you're like, Oh my God, that's painful. But at least, you know what? At least they're fighting. <laughs> at least they're, like my at fights. Least at least they're chucking them. Like I am good on them for, for doing that. Even though those, those three fights were, you know, you know, pretty, a little like, they were, know, they were pillow fights. I don't want to chirp. Like they're all, oh, they were pillow fights. Hey, but you know what? I, I you know, so it's like the saying, hey, it doesn't matter. I, I'd go after the biggest guy because it didn't matter if I lost. I would still go after him because at least you showed some balls. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate what they did. Uh, I know with our fight with, uh, you know, Jan, like it was me, Rupp and Bickle against Jansen, Bolton and Carter. And that was that was basically Royal they Rumble. Threw that, <laughs> they threw that starting lineup in and then Torts comes in and Torts says, listen, they're starting their fucking meatheads. I'm not saying you guys have to go out there and fight, but we're not fucking backing down. Presty, you're on the right. You're moving from the D to take the center. We're like, don't fight. But like, we're fucking just like, I'm like, okay. Uh, 
And Bickle comes up and Bickle's like, hey, how do I take the face off? And I'm like, it don't fucking matter, Bickle. Like, <laughs> oh, buddy. I played with Bix in San Diego. He's a fucking beauty. But I, I remember that. I remember that line brawl. And that was that was a fucking line brawl. But Presley, my question to you is, and that's a great example. I, I talked about the Rangers guys stepping up. Granted, they weren't the best fights in the world, but the yeah. fights you've been in and the guys that you've gone to war for, building character in that dressing room and this young Rangers team moving forward, this could have been the best thing for them moving forward as a group. Yep, yeah, for sure. Like Stuff like that can can even change a season around, right? When you see um, some guys that, that shouldn't be fighting, I, I know it was always big when we played. If you saw like one of your, you know, it's like Anaheim when they see Getzlaff fight or, you know, you see one of your top guys you know, you know, getting into it and backing up teammates and sticking up for teammates. I can really uh, put, um, you know, a charge into a team. So um, obviously you can't really tell uh, this year because it was at the end, but um, yeah, I can definitely build character in the dressing room for sure. And, and Preston, you mentioned Dolan and we, you know, when the statement came up, me and Uppy were golfing and you looked at it and I think it was like they, they used the, the sentence of like a horrifying act of violence. I was like, wow, that seems a bit fucking out there. But like, just talk about Dolan as an owner. Do you think maybe he wrote the letter and that's why they piped the president GM? Or, or what was it like to play under him as an owner? Uh, I mean, Dolan was, was always, you know, you can't really say anything bad. He's, he's, different, he's a different guy for sure. But man, does, do the New York Rangers treat their players like top quality and they'll defend their players. And I mean, that is a great, a class organization. They are, they're top notch. So, um, and that's, and that's a lot uh, with Dolan. Uh, he'll, he'll spend the money and he doesn't care about the $250,000 fine. Either. Um, but uh, <laughs> I remember Dolan's just like, I remember one time we're sitting, we're sitting, uh, he would, he would invite us to sit beside him at the Rangers games. He sits, or sorry, the Knicks, the next game. So he sits right beside their bench. So I was there with my uncle up in like the green room and uh, the, you know, the, um, the, the waitress comes and she gives, she says, uh, can I have your tickets? And I'm like, okay. And I give her my tickets. She's like, Mr. Dolan has requested that you and your, your uncle sit beside him tonight. I'm like, I can we're sitting right beside Dolan front row. So I remember during the game though, <laughs> we're watching the next game and, you know, I know all the guys because we share the, the same practice facility and, I'm watching him all the time, but I see him on his Wikipedia googling one of his players. <laughs> I text the boys, I'm like, Dolan's Dolan is googling one of his players, and it's not it's not like a bench player. It was like someone like you know pretty. <laughs> like, oh man. He's so just that's like, why they're so shitty all the time, except this year. The this Knicks year they're finally good. good. I just remember Dolan Prusty putting Charles Oakley out of the fucking guard. Remember that a couple years ago? Oh, they, oh yeah, they yeah. gave him the rough oh, ride yeah. out of there. Like he doesn't, he doesn't care that guy Dolan. He doesn't care. Like he's, he just does whatever he wants, really. Like, and you know, I can't, I can't say anything bad because he was always good to me, and uh, you know, uh, he treats his players and uh, he he spends the money on his on his team. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, he always took care. Of, he always used to take care of Harv too when Harv played in New York. So yeah. there was time I sat front front row there a couple times with. Yeah, I, I, the best like I, I remember going when I was trying out for the Leafs and I asked them I was like hey Golden State's in town let's go watch the Raptors game me Matthews Marner and Anderson it was their first year and they get us four tickets and then I get the bill for like 1600 bucks and I'm like well, we're 28 rows up I'm like I got Matthews and Marner here we're sitting 20 <laughs> rows up I'm like I played in New York if I said I wanted to go to the next game 
It was like, here you go. You're in the front three rows sitting beside Spike Lee and yeah. freaking whoever else. <laughs> like it was just the, the way they treat their players is like far beyond any, like any other NHL team. Speaking about a guy who wouldn't be sitting in the 28th row, he would have been sitting on the floor, was Henrik Lundqvist. And I got to know Hank a little bit. I partied with him in, in Vegas when he won the Vesna, and um, just an unbelievable guy. But what are your thoughts on him and obviously what happened to him this year? Not the way he would have wanted to go out, but he'll be the king of New York forever, yeah. right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that guy's that guy's a legend. And uh, yeah, he was uh, one of my one of my good buddies. I still uh, talk to him lots and and. You know, see how he's doing, and um, he's just a competitor. You know, he didn't want to. He, he he wanted to. He wanted that cup. You know, he he was he was hungry for it, and sucks what happened to him. But he was uh, he is definitely the king of New York, and always will be. <laughs> like I'm surprised they didn't just make him head coach. He, he might be yeah. head coach next year. <laughs> Seriously, like that guy can they he can say whatever job he wants, and he will be given it. So. Um, he doesn't have too much to worry about that guy. Was it just his? Was it just his consistency, Prusty? Like I played in front of some good goalies, Luongo, Pekka Rene, but for for Hank, like to be under the bright lights and deal with all the stuff off the ice, like fuck, his hair was never out of place. He was doing modeling. Was it just how yeah. he, how he handled everything that was the most impressive thing? Yeah, yeah, he was he was pretty calm cool and calm and he didn't really know what he was doing but i know when it came game day or when it came to practice i mean that guy was uh that guy was a competitor man like i i would try and squeeze pucks by him like even when he wasn't looking just to get some by him and he would be the corner of his eye like he would stop he would stop stare me down like he did not want a puck to cross that goal line ever in practice like even if he wasn't in net and he tried to shoot one in he would like go and stop and so that guy was just a major competitor when it came game days i i i Especially that uh, the nighttime, I didn't talk to him. Didn't even look at him. I didn't want to get in his way. I was just like Hanks in his uh, in his zone there. Leave him alone. And um, yeah, he just uh, yeah, he was a, he was a competitor that guy. I just don't know how he gets his hair to look the same. Like it's just a never hair in a place. Oh, it's really God, impressive. Oh, God just did. God just did something to him that just makes everybody else pissed off. Right? I remember. Like, like, I, remember you know? I remember playing against some Prusty in the national anthem. I'm like, all right, he takes his helmet off. This will be the time you can see if his hair and his yeah. hair is just perfect. You're like, fuck. He <laughs> oh, just yeah. took warm up with a goalie mask on. So um, he's an absolute beauty. Prusty, a guy who I love to play for. I know you did. John Tortorella was just let go by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, a lot of players. From Columbus, say they've got nothing but respect for him. Just touch on torts and what it was like to play for. And do you think he'll get another job in the NHL? Oh, uh, I think so for sure. I, I know the I know the league's getting pretty soft, and uh, his his coaching style is pretty hard. Like you don't have the player. We liked it. I I like when a coach like if your team is, is sucks, like come in and kick a garbage can and fucking yell at people and tell somebody they're a fucking bitch or a pussy. Like, you know, that's what you wanted. And and he also treats player, whether you're making 10 million or a million, like he's going to treat you the same. He just wants the, you know, the most out of his players and doesn't want, he wants everybody kind of on the same program. Like he, he needs a team of foot soldiers, right? Like that's, that's what he needs because he's just so passionate I don't know how anybody can I, – I can see how people don't like him, uh, players, because he will get on guys, and you can see him if guys don't – some guys go the other way, right? So I know guys like us, if you kind of get yelled at, it will make you better, right? Like you're like, all right, all right, he's right, he's right. But you get the, the top guys, and they're like never been yelled at like that, and they'll be like – the fuck is this guy doing shut up like I, I know what i'm doing i'm the best player you know and you can see them kind of dwindling i watched players kind of get worse the more he rode them so i think he has to learn 
and I, I, I don't know if he has, but it looks like he hasn't because of the way he, what he did with my name <laughs> as soon as he got there. So he's still riding those guys. But for guys like us, I know that we we appreciated it and we loved it. I, I you know, this guy was X's and O's, amazing coach. The game plan, this guy just lived and breathed hockey and was just so passionate. So I, I look at I look at Trump. I look at torts as like the trump of hockey people don't like him because like he's mean and he's super you know says what he wants that's torts he's the trump of hockey and uh, <laughs> but in the background like fucking the guy's just passionate and a fucking great dude i, I love torts he's just a passionate guy yeah he was mean to me i didn't go fucking salt like that's people can't take that nowadays. So, but he'll get another job for sure. He's a great coach. What about a guy like Brad Richards? What was, what, what was so like, you know, important about him that torts loved? Cause he, I mean, he had him in Tampa. They won New York. Yeah. It seemed like it was a so much respect, but you, you look at the way Richie would have played. Like if you're that skilled guy, you better do things every night that yeah. like torts loves. Right. Cause you, you do hear guys like Obi and yourself, guys that torts just knows what he's going to get. And like he expects it out of you and you love like the fact that, OK, Torts is going to be hard on, on the good players. There's a respect factor within your room. You, you, we had. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I think I think Richie just, you know, he played the game the right way. Right. He didn't he didn't cheat. Right. Offensively Torts hated when guys cheated offensively. Right. So Richie was never that type of guy. He, he took care of his own end. And, you know, maybe if he's not like you know, even near the end of his career, like diving in front of shots or penalty killing and stuff. He still played the game the way that Torts wanted to do and would still win the battles. That was it for Torts, right? Like, yeah. you know, don't be cheating. Make sure you're winning your battles. You know, you're still playing, you know, the physical game. Obviously he's not out there crushing guys, but Richie just played that, that, that brand of, that brand of hockey that Torts loved, right? Play it, play it this way. And, and Richie did that. I remember when Richie first got to New York, it was like, you know, the first year and um, I got Richie and I became good, good buddies. And uh, Richie started off a little slow and uh, we started off a little slow and Torts just, you know, being Torts just, you know, this guy probably didn't sleep, right. If we were losing. So we're, we're, we're out after the game one night and Torts must call Richie on the way home and, Richie comes in, we're, we're going for dinner. He goes, Torch just called me. He told me to like do drugs and stuff. Like, he's like, <laughs> like, Richie, I don't know what's wrong with you, but like go out, like get fucked up, do drugs or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be a good night. <laughs> oh, he never said that to me, Frosty. He never said that to me. <laughs> I think because he, he knew Richie wouldn't actually do it. <laughs> Just lighten up a bit. A little a little false hope. That's here. fucking hilarious. Frosty, what was it like playing with guys like Sean Avery's and Alex Burrows and Derek Dorsett, guys that just love to wreak havoc in games? Like, were you guys just kind of in the locker room looking at each other each night before games? Like, how the fuck are we going to disturb this game tonight? Which guys? Sorry, which guys did you say? Sean Avery, Burrows, oh. and Dorset. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I never played with Dorset. Well, I played with Dorset in Vancouver. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, playing with Dorset, um, Avery. Yeah, we would always. Yeah, that's a, a funny thing, right? But I always found it more with like when I because I'd always play with like the heavyweight, heavyweight. So I know sometimes there was like a, a competition in that way of. I, he, I, I would want to give him a break and I'll be like, yo, I'll take their heavy tonight just to give you a break. Cause he's been fighting their heavies, but uh, Avery and Avery, like Dorset and stuff like, yeah, those guys, I would, um, yeah, you're always like, Hey, we got to spark the team, right? Let's just fuck. I, 
even um, playoffs, I know a couple of times if you're, you kind of lose that first game or you're down, it's like, hey, these first couple of shifts, there's not a puck. Like we're fucking, we're just fucking hitting everything. We're changing momentum. We're, you know, so yeah, there's always fun stuff like that. I enjoyed playing with Abe's. Abe's and I, you know, played, played good together. And, um, you know, we fed off each other pretty good, but it was always interesting to see what Abe's was going to do next and what, what kind of brawl we were going to get into. Uh, like that, the one against Edmonton when he fucking dropped uh, Ladislav Smeed. Oh, that, that was a good one. I didn't know. We didn't talk about that. That one just happened. Hey, hey Preston, the last thing on the Rangers before we move on to some stuff up in the North Division, your old Montreal Canadiens. I always used to say, especially this beauty, I'm like, fuck, I would love to play in New York. And now looking back, I'm like, what have I really loved it though? Like how hard, not the fans, I'm talking about away from the rink, the distractions and everything's going on and the fucking hottest girls in the world. Like, do you just have to get there and be like, okay, I'm a national leaguer, pick your spots. Because I gotta be honest, I don't know how well I would have picked my spots in New York City. <laughs> I can see Uppy's really yeah. interested in this conversation. Well, <laughs> well, I've been out with you in New York yeah, like, fuck, before and after games, so I know exactly what... You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. I know exactly how to do it. I didn't I, play there, but I know how to do it. No, I know how to do it too when I come in and play the Rangers and we don't play the Outers for two days. I could go but buck diddy with, with Mac L. But if I'm crusty and I'm playing there, like, it, was it hard or you're just... How did you embrace it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was hard. I think it can be... We had a, we had a pretty good group of guys too where we'd get after but we also didn't like we didn't always you know push it crazy um but we had a good group of guys that liked to you know we were we were going out for sure and definitely the uh the women in that city is uh incredible you got the like every model <laughs> every hot model in the world an actress like and if you play for the rangers if you play for a professional sports team in new york city like you can have your pick. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, um, a distraction, but you got to keep your, you know, you got to keep your head on. You got to be, we're, we're pretty good that way. I think we also had a good team. We knew, you know, we knew we had chances, uh, to win and stuff, but, uh, we definitely, New York could be a tough place, but man, did I love that city. Like just, yeah, just walking around, just walking around at night and just going to cool little bars and restaurants and yeah. some of the best food and you meet the most in interesting people. Like you can wear whatever you want and it's like you can literally wear whatever you want and nobody, it's like, oh, that's the fashion. Sorry. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's a good town. I used to love just peeking over my left shoulder on that bench at MSG and oh, just yeah. checking out. <laughs> Who's behind Presty? Yeah. Hey, who's behind Presty on that bench over there? Yeah, now, yeah. those are Dolan's. Just, those are Dolan's boxes. He just fill it with like world class models uh, from all over the world. Oh yeah, Uppy, yeah. who's the who's the hottest girl you've seen behind that bench there? I ended up taking one out on a date one time. She's a Canadian chick. I'm not going to mention her name. Uh, Presty might have, you know, he might. Know I think I might know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I ended up meeting her down in Florida. Um, but no, that in fact another story in warmups. I was skating on the uh, so on the other side of the benches next to the the penalty boxes. There was this smoking hot babe working like with a little clipboard in her hand, and I couldn't stop like smashing my stick against the glass to get her attention. And then finally, like she starts laughing at me, right? So I'm like, okay, I got her. I go over to Frosty on the bench, and I'm like, Frosty. You know the drill. And then when I'd say that to him, he'd write my number on a puck or like at least my name with like an at S upshell nine or whatever on my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd go over and, you know, catch her, catch her eye again and then just fucking toss the puck over to her. <laughs> and then shortly thereafter the game, get a little text or a DM and, and that's uh, all she wrote. 
Uh, but she works. She worked for MSG. So Dolan, good job on hiring and packing the girls. Oh in. yeah, and we used to always jump. I used to TV timeouts. You're always jumping over the boards, doing the little lap totally. there and stretching on just to just to look behind the bench. Rusty, there was something about those lights at MSG though, because I remember sometimes I wake up from my pregame nap at whatever hotel in Manhattan, be on the bus going through traffic in the city, and be like. This could get ugly out here tonight. Like, fuck, the Rangers are good. But then you come out there, they fucking put that bright lights on you, the energy. And I was like, yeah. all of a sudden, I wasn't fucking hung over anymore. Like, just the excitement there every night's got to get you just juiced, right? Yeah, it was. And it was better the old gardens. Now that they've renovated it, and I remember playing there, and it, it wasn't the same because it wasn't like they were on top of you anymore. I, I, the, kind of the old-fashioned way was they were, they were really right on top of you. And the fans are just awesome they're you know some of the best fans in the in the nhl easily and um they were right on top of you and it's like they light up that ice it's uh, the kind of the stands are a little darker but the light the ice is just lit up like a christmas tree and uh yeah you come out uh yeah that, that place and you're just the middle of you're at msg you're at the most famous arena in the world so um yeah that that building puts some uh gets your blood pumping they actually put a clip up on our social media, Missing Curfew, when Marty St. Louis scored. You never played with Marty, though, did you? Or did you play with Marty? Oh, never no. played with Marty. The Mother's but Day one. When he scored the Mother's Day goal, was in the playoffs, and that fucking MSG Presti was rocking to that goal. That was against That was against us, right? That was the overtime winner. Was it the OT, was it the OT winner against the Montreal? Montreal? Ah, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Know. Yeah. I was watching from up top. I got suspended for hitting Derek Stepan, breaking his ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Your buddy. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah, my buddy. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, it's for love of the game, boys. It's for the sport. There's no friends totally. out there. Oh, I've taken a few two hands from you in my day. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Presti, I was actually going to ask you about that because you've played, obviously, playing in New York. You've obviously loved that experience. And I want to ask you about your experience of playing in Montreal, like being underneath that microscope. Does that become a pain in the ass? Did you think guys are kind of don't want to play there or did you enjoy playing for a big time Canadian city? I, I, did, I do. I, I like that atmosphere. I, I feel it makes me better. I like that adrenaline rush. I, I, I always like playing for uh, hockey market teams and Montreal is um, that's an adrenaline rush right there, right? Uh, going out in front in the Bell Center, especially during playoffs. And uh, yeah, but in Montreal, the media can be, you know, it can be a lot. Some guys, that's why a lot of guys are just happy playing in Dallas and Florida and Anaheim and LA. Like they, they just play the game and they don't have to worry about all the bullshit away from the rink. Right. So pricers, uh, I mean, those guys don't even want to go to the grocery store anymore. <laughs> you know, like they can't, can't live a life. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, you don't feel sorry for him cause he's had a great uh, career, but I, I do w would love to see him, you know, kind of be himself again. Right. And, and just live as a human being because he's literally kind of a, you know, just a, not a robot there, but, yeah, just those guys. You can't do anything anymore. You can't go out to eat with somebody. People bothering you. You can't. Uh, you, like I said, you can't even go get groceries. Though well, I guess with the mask on, maybe people can. Uh, <laughs> people don't recognize you as much. So, but I, I, if he does stay, I would love to see him win a cup. If anybody deserves it more than Pricer, I mean that guy uh, winning a cup in Montreal would be. Uh, I think that would bring tears to anybody's eyes. So. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. It's kind of his his choice, Montreal's choice. I don't I don't really know. That was another thing in New York. Torts made everybody put our phones. You'd have to get your phone and put it in a cell phone in a case during the when game. You walk, 
when you when you walked into the room, as soon as you walked in the room at like four thirty oh, or five, my your God. phone went oh, to I would have been fucked because because <laughs> guys were making dinner plans. I think it was Abe's. Abe's obviously got caught. Was making dinner plans, and uh, <laughs> he was texting somebody that was with like one of the owners or something, uh, one of the owners' wives or something, <clears throat> and Abe's just texting where where dinner was during the second intermission or something. I'd make sure I'd make sure in case I did anything really fucking dumb or funny out on the ice that after the period I'd be like sending fu- sending messages around to people. Hey, did you see that fucking go- like? If they see me fly yeah. over the boards there. If they Presti, if they took if they took Uppy's phone away from at four thirty, we had to get the, to the barn. No one would have anything to do after the I'll game. Be yeah, I know. I'll be saved us a lot in yeah, Florida. That's true. <laughs> Everyone would be like, where are we going now? I'm like, see, I told you. Let me hold my fucking damn phone. I remember, I remember whenever we played in Florida, I was like, I'll be, what's going on for tomorrow night? Set me up. <laughs> yeah, we had a couple good. Uh, I, when we got to Florida, I'm like, or when we got to Phoenix. I was like, I'm not living in this hotel in that La Quinta, whatever hotel. I'm like, I got to find a pad. So I go out, find a place. Nice little pad, hot tub, everything, eh, Presty? And sure enough, like, me, you, Dozzy, was it? No, Wojtek wasn't on our team. Um, But anyway, we'd have a couple nights where we'd sneak down to Old Town. Like, our season was done. But we were actually playing good, you and me. We both got half-decent deals leaving there. But it was like, you know, we're in Scottsdale. Let's mix it. So a couple after parties, fake jams. I remember I remember after the season. I remember after the season, we went and stayed at uh, the W Hotel for like, a week. We for like a week, and I remember first walking into the W Hotel like the first day. I'd never been there, and we walk up <clears throat> to the pool, to the pool deck, and there's this pool party going on. And I remember thinking in my head, "This is what heaven looks like. This is paradise." Yeah. Like I was like, "What?" Like you know, it's kind of my first. That was my first year in the NHL, so I hadn't really seen anything, anything like this. Just oh women everywhere and like it was like tens and i was just like uppy where are we this this stuff exists like <laughs> we'd have old, old you're like what a league eh, prusty what a league yeah. <laughs> and then we'd have windbag there just telling us everything about everything that we needed oh. to do <laughs> hey winnie shut up man we're just gonna we're our nut huggers we're gonna jump in here all right then we're gonna go to old town and take these babes out all right, <laughs> all hey, right boys, we got we know how to do this all right winnie we got this all right <laughs> Woody, just watch, watch me. Watch how it's done, boys. Oh, you scared him away. Where'd they go? <laughs> At training camp, we all do the stupid security meetings, right? Where they like scare the shit out of guys for getting girls pregnant, doing drugs, getting DUIs, do all this stuff. And then they, and then they, and then they also have the media one where they say, like you just said, Prusty, would do this, do that fucking yeah. whatever why don't they have like the creative fucking meeting where they have yeah. like a team of creative art guys come in and say guys this is a fucking fashion designer right here okay there's you're gonna go buy clothes over here you're gonna wear fucking nice clothes this year you're gonna yeah. learn how to talk yeah. to the media you're gonna learn how to use your social media to help us and to help your brand like that should be part of yeah. growing the game instead yeah. of like this you know <laughs> whatever but did, did that like, come on did, did that security meeting scare you up yet all not a chance <laughs> I, I, I would we have my earphones, phone we had our earphones in for those security meetings. i was gonna say <laughs> they didn't take my phone away for those i'd just be sitting working something for lunch or whatever for dinner then. <laughs> the only thing about that security meeting presty was i was like what's that phone number if i get in trouble which guy don't gotta call that one there okay, oh, yeah. I'll put that they, my they handed out the they handed out the security card with the nhl your your local guy 
guy, your team rep or whatever. I was like, oh, I'm going to keep that one. Yeah, I got to know him well every year, wherever I was. Oh, I, still was. I said, you need anything here, buddy? Let me know, just in case I got to call you one of these times. Still talk to all of them. Yeah. Hey, Presty, obviously before this COVID nonsense and everything, but what is it about London, brother? Like, Bully, who we all love, and Drew Doughty, who's an unbelievable guy, Worm. Corey Perry. Like, what is it about going back there for you boys that makes it so much? Like, Dewey was building a mansion in Hermosa Beach, and he's like, I'm going back to London. Like, what is it about London for you boys? Yeah. Um, I think it's just, I think we've, we've created kind of a good um, group of friends. There's, everybody has, um, like, for Dewey, Doubts is from London. So I know all his family and friends are here. High, so he's like me. All my fr- family and friends are here, and my high school buddies, um, you know, my hockey buddies. Um, for Bowley and, you know, Perry, the, they, they won a Memorial Cup here. So they they made friends here too that um, are their best buddies now, right? And, and and some family close by. And then the golf, like we golf everywhere. Um, you know, we got a great golf course around here. So, and good training and good training uh, programs here. Like guys maybe, you know, meet their trainer and when they're 18 and they stick with them. I know Doubts, I think, is still with the same trainer. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. It's just London's a great London's a good city. It's a good city in the summer. Um, I know when we played here, obviously Western universities, lots of hot chicks yeah, for the guys. That's what I was just gonna ask guys, you that. I was just gonna ask love you and stay here. Uh, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of things happen, but London's a good city. It's not too big, it's not too small. You can do you have your freedom, you can do what you want. Doubts can still go out here and, and Paris can still go out here. You're gonna get bothered a little bit, but people aren't gonna freaking aren't going to swarm you and uh, be annoying really. So um, you can kind of be yourself. So it's a good city that way. It was like, it was like Western university was like the ASU of Canada, right? Like it just seemed like every yeah. hot young chick that yeah. wanted to party and have a good time went to yeah. Western university, Presty. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely a good university that way. I, I think it's ranked number one in Canada for, I don't know who does these rankings, but they always say <laughs> I think- hottest kids in Canada, but uh, yeah, definitely when it's, uh, you know, frosh week, you always, uh, you always see those creeps cru- cruising around campus, you know, Uppy would be down there. <laughs> <laughs> Uppy would hundred percent be down there. If they open up those borders, I'm coming. <laughs> Prusty, what was the one bar I ripped up London one night with pairs? Jimmy Bob's or Jim Bob's? Jim Bob's. Oh, Jim yeah. Bob's. Yeah. yeah, Jim Bob's. Yeah. I had a night yeah. there. That was a good time. That was one of our. I remember one time uh, it was Memorial Cup year, and uh, we're all lined up side outside Jim Bob's, and it was the night before a game. And uh, coach calls pairs, and he's like, uh, "Everybody in for curfew?" And pairs is like, "Yeah, yeah, everybody's uh, everybody's in," uh, and we all know we're like. Oh, Chocolate, the assistant coach is calling pairs and he's like, yeah, we're all in. Everybody's in, in bed. And he goes, yeah, that's funny because I'm looking at you motherfuckers in the lineup right now. <laughs> and, but we were winning every game. Like, what was he going to do? And he's just like, you've stupid fucks. He's like, just get home safe. Don't be too late. Don't do anything stupid. <laughs> that was, that was London there. So, I mean, it's good hockey town too. Right. So. And uh, I think there are a lot of guys close with the the hunters too, and uh, you know, you know, still all the the bud gardens there. I, there's a lot of things that bring guys back to back to London. It's a great it's a great hockey city. And uh, you, you, Josh Gratton, who did you ever fight Gratz? I did. I fought him. I fought him in the minors. Yeah, yeah. he's a yeah. fucking he's one of our good uh, good buddies here. So um, he's out coaching now, but. Uh, 
Yeah, he, he he always comes back here. He loves London. He's doing well now, Gratz, too. But we're, we're in junior. This is our third year, and we're, we're coming back on the Iron Lung. And me and Gratz, we sneak some beers in, and we, we think we got him fooled or whatever, right? And we go to this, like, part, house party after we get back to, to K-Town. And we're like party and dance or whatever. And the one girl's like, hey, uh, your assistant coach is at the door. We're like, what? <laughs> we go to the door and there's our assistant coach. He's like, you fucking guys get out, drag this out of the party. I was like, if I'm the assistant coach, just give a shit next day. Don't show up to the fucking house yeah. and drag the boys out. Yeah. Now, I wonder we're in last place. Fuck. He just wanted to come check oh, out all the way. young ones. Yeah, bro. He did. I forget yeah, his name. What was his name? Yeah. Or something. No wonder you're in last place right there. Right? I'm <laughs> like, come on. Have fun. Let the Let boys at least have fun. Be like, hey, if you're in last place and you're losing, do what Torts does. Hey, boys, go out and do some drugs or something. <laughs> <laughs> I text Torts today just saying we had you on, and I asked him what he I said, you going fishing, Torts? He said, fucking right, I am, Ob. So he's a big fisherman uh, guy. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, Presty, you're the man. We appreciate it, buddy. Um, listen, let's get together whenever we fucking can. I should be home in August. Uh, if you're ever down yeah. here, let us know. We appreciate you. are a warrior, and uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'll hit you guys up for some golf when I'm down there, right, boys? All right, fellow. Sounds good, Prusty. Thanks, man.